You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Hey, are you listening to this on Spotify? No? Well, you know what? You can be. Welcome to an all-new Word Bros on Spotify. That's right. We're making moves. Kevin and I are doing super awesome things. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Bob. Yes. And uh, yes, the Word Bros right now, we are on Spotify. We are streaming every episode, all 100 episodes, because this is, Kevin, our 100th episode. Wow, we've been doing, a, we've done 100 episodes of this? Yeah, granted, it took a really long time because we've it taken did. some sizable breaks, but since the pandemic has started, we've been we've been rolling through. Our first episode back was episode 69, so oh, between, wow. from the pandemic starting to now, we've done many episodes, because I don't feel like doing the math, because I just don't want to. <laughs> 41. 41. Which is done, weird. Yes, we've done 41 episodes. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, so this is episode 100. Uh, we are on Spotify, and, and, and real quick, just house cleaning, get out of the way before we get to Bob Quinn, who's our guest this week, who is wonderful. If you go to thewordbros.com, that is our website, thewordbros.com, in the upper right-hand corner of your screen, you will see a little link that says buy our books. If you click on that link, that will take you to the Word Bros shop. We have a Word Bros shop? We do. We have a place where you can buy all of our books. Well, damn. I mean, what can I buy on the Word Bros shop, Bob? You can buy Metal Shark Bro Volume 1. You can buy Metal Shark Bro Volume 2. You can buy Ninja Nuns. You can buy the various covers we have of Ninja Nuns. Elena Kangas' cover, Jason Copeland's cover. I need to put Josh Hood's cover up there. I'll do that before this Mm -hmm. airs. And you can also buy the Stairway Anthology from Image Comics. That's right. All of our books, and there'll be more merchandise being added as we go. All that stuff is up right now on the Word Bros shop. I believe it's like shop. You know what? I'm not going to say what it is because I don't know what it is. I think it's shop Word Bros. Uh, shopwordbros.square.site because it's a square site because I didn't want to pay for anything because I didn't want to put up a web store and have to pay for it if nobody was going to fucking buy anything. So yes, so it's shopthewordbros.square.site and that is where you can go to get your WordBro merchandise or just go to thewordbros.com and click on that little link and that'll take you right to the WordBros shop. Wow, that is almost as exciting as the guest we have on the show today. Yeah, we have a good guest today. We have Bob Quinn, yes. who is the artist of two, not one, but two Marvel books. Yeah. He's doing, he, he's done Champions. Yes, which is a wonderful book. Check that out. And and he's doing X-Men. Well, so no, he's doing book, Way of X. Way of X, okay. Way of X. He's not doing X-Men. That's a, that's a little different. <laughs> There's too he, many X-Men titles. He is doing what? Who's the writer of Way of X, though? Superstar. Cy Spurrier. Cy Spurrier is great. Who did Coda, who we've... Who we, who we, Sung his praises and glories about yeah, Coda. Yeah, he's a good he's a good writer, man. So you know this book will be in good hands. And Bob is hot. He's hot. And I don't mean that like attractiveness or his career, but I mean we are going into this interview hot, so get ready for it. Bob Quinn right now.
it's a conversational show. Uh, we, we, we talk to you and then you answer questions. Like, what's okay. your favorite ice cream? Count Bobula. What's ah, your it's vanilla because I'm the most boring person on the planet. I like that. A, that's a lie. I love no, it. that is true. That oh, is absolutely really? the truth. Really? Yes. Now, do you have like a favorite kind of vanilla, like French vanilla or vanilla bean, or are you just a straight vanilla guy? Or Madagascar vanilla? Are you fancy so, like Ram V? Oh, my, my friends, let me tell you something. We have, of course, uh, down here in Southern California. Where, where are you guys located? You got, One's in Virginia, one's in... Ohio. Yes. Ohio. I'm, in, I'm okay. in Cincinnati, yes. He's in Cincinnati and I'm in Williamsburg. Out here on the West Coast, we have a thing <laughs> called Salt and Straw, which is like... This apparently it's like this crazy lady that runs it. She's like uh, some sort of just like dictator uh, when it comes to an like ice cream running her dictator. I love she's this. like an ice cream dictator. Yeah, you have the Mister Sinister of ice cream. In- <laughs> exactly. She's she's doing all kinds of experiments uh, of a genetic variety on these ice creams. No, so she uh, she she's apparently like a crazy person, but she makes like these really bizarre ice cream flavors. So it'll be like bone marrow and jelly bean and like um, <laughs> you know burnt honey and lavender and shit right and then uh, can i swear i'm sorry yes, yes. You're totally okay. fine you're fine you're fine We're like fucking shit uh, no so so she makes she makes these weird ass ice cream flavors and like so, and like that's why you go there to get this weird shit but like when i go there i'm like well do they have a vanilla <laughs> so i go and they have a thing called double fold vanilla what does it mean i don't know but you know what tastes real good <laughs> So it's you don't know what it means, but you just like it. Like there's just no, I like it. It is it is a super vanilla y flavor. I'm very pleased by it. (laughs) Well, what is salted straw though? I'm googling it right now. now. I'm I'm googling it right now. Salt and straw. Salt and straw. All right, it checks out. It says it's run by some crazy lady who lives. Yeah, right there. It's on the Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) This woman is crazy. Okay, cool. Um, salt and straw, it ships nationwide. So if we're interested, um, we can have it delivered to us here, wherever we are. This does. This look- episode brought to you by Salt and Straw. It's vegan indulgence, <laughs> dairy-free decadence. Now, are you vegan? Is that why you like it, or do you get the milk stuff? Like, no, you- I get the milk stuff. I'm from, I'm from Wisconsin originally, dude. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see that on your bio, so I missed the Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, don't advertise it or anything okay you know. so yeah so salt and straw will deliver ice cream to your inbox now what you should do is um if you ever come to cincinnati ohio we have two local ice cream places we have graters which is like the fancy pants ice cream which has been around for a really long time it's super expensive they sell it in grocery stores it's like 12 dollars for like a regular size thing but it's super fancy and delicious but then they have the working man's ice cream the ice cream of like the common man called united the dusty roads ice cream if you will yes, the it is. it's the dusty roads of ice creams it's the son of a plumber like you get it at a gas station <laughs> where you buy cigarettes and beer and it is Amazing. It's the best ice cream I've ever had. It's better, than, it's better than Graders? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It dominates Graders. It, it cuts a this ice cream, too. This ice cream seizes the means of production, and I love it. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. It's wonderful. Like, they have this flavor called peanut butter and chocolate chip. It's vanilla ice cream with, like... Okay, now I'm back on board, because those get a little crazy for me. <laughs> it's, it's vanilla ice cream with, like, thin, like, layers of peanut butter in it with, like chocolate like chocolate shavings it's the greatest and best thing you'll ever have because it's salty and sweet and oh man like i've gained at least like 10 pounds from just just on this ice cream cream. (laughs) yeah just from living here like it's crazy 
from the working man's ice cream. From, well, that's because now. Kevin. That's because Kevin. I'm a working man, and I don't need no fancy man's ice cream. When I, you I are? get, I go where the people go to get ice cream <laughs> with their lottery tickets and their cigarettes and their beer and their hard chips. Times I go to that yeah. place. Yeah. The hard I, times ice cream. I eat cigarette ice cream. That's yeah. what I do. What? <laughs> that's working man's ice cream. Do they make that at this this fancy salt and straw cigarette ice cream? It's no, because look, this is ice cream of the proletariat, people. All exactly. right. Exactly. I don't eat that bourgeoisie ice cream. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, Bob, um, you are already one of my favorite interviews we've ever done on this podcast. Like, oh, I love thank it. goodness. Like, you're wonderful. Like, you just come on guns blazing. Like, you come off kind of nonchalant because you're eating dinner. You're like, I don't give a fuck about this. But you got the A material, so I'm super into it. Like, I was uh, super late with dinner. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm super hungry. I thought he was eating. I thought he was eating cereal at first. It says Count Bobula. I was like, he's eating cereal. It's on brand. <laughs> he's got it all together. Now, now what's ready. for dinner? What's for dinner in the Quinn household today? I don't know what this is. It's some kind of chicken thing that my okay. wife made. It's it was done in the slow cooker. Oh, a lot of a lot of exotic spices and rice. It's incredible. Now, is it an actual slow cooker? Or do you guys have one of those like Instapot things? Is it an Instapot? We, we have we have both. Oh, she um, can't hide that Marvel money, son. Look at you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you like you. <laughs> He's gonna choke Bobby. Don't do that to the man. He's like, oh my He's God. Our, it's our new favorite guest, and you're gonna kill him on the first this, time he comes on. This Marvel money, there's nothing I can't buy. We got Viking <laughs> stoves. We got a wolf stove right next to it. We don't give a shit. We want the pottery barn in the pandemic. More expensive. Incredible. <laughs> That's, that's hot to death. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, no, one of them, in my defense, one of them was a, a wedding gift. So, okay, okay. you know, we didn't. <laughs> Which is a typical We demanded wedding. our rich relatives pay, pay for it. Which is a typical <laughs> wedding gift thing. You always get a crock pot or a slow cooker for a wedding gift that's like that and a toaster and a blender and you're good, you know? Exactly. That's, yeah. you're, that is literally our shelf of crap that we got from <laughs> the wedding. Now, are you, are you recently married, Bob, or have you been married for quite some time? Well, we've been married for like 10 years and we were together for like, we've been together forever. Okay. So you're saying <laughs> I, I can't, I can't remember a time when we weren't together. So you're tier. saying this is a quality <laughs> slow cooker if it still works 10 years into the marriage, then is what you're saying. Oh yeah. Well, the, I don't know which one she used because we got, all right, here's where the marble money comes in. Once from we the have two money, slow cookers. I was going to say, say once from that marble money. One's marble money and one is regular Nightcrawler people brought money. His, Nightcrawler brought his slow cooker. So well, that's, that's right. He bamped in. Put down the slow cooker, said, you know, happy wedding, and took off. Happy wedding. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Bam. That's wonderful. Okay, so for those of you not familiar with, with Bob's work, he's he worked on Champions. Yes, so correct. Tell us a little bit about that for people who don't know what champions are, which people usually know what champions are. But people, you gotta know what champions are. The champions yeah. are the champions of the Marvel universe. No, it's it's a uh, it's a team of young superheroes ready to take on the world. We got Miss Marvel. We've got Braun. We've got Viv Vision. We've got who don't we have? We got Miles Morales. Miles we've got Morales, yeah. we've got Nova. We've got uh, Red Locust, Starling. Uh, Snow Guard, everybody's in this thing. That's Amadeus awesome. Cho is in there, right? Amadeus Cho, yes, correct. Because this wasn't the series started originally by Mark Wade, I guess. Didn't he like kind of kick this thing off? He then... he did, I believe, but it was it was like a relaunched mini that they did where Eve Ewing was writing it and then Simone DeMeo was drawing it, okay. and then uh, and then the plague hit, 
Yeah. Uh, which kind of screwed up everything. So Simone had to go and do what he had to do. And then when all of a sudden they were like, hey, we're back on, Simone, what do you want to do? He's like, guys, I'm I'm gone. I, I can't finish this. So um, they called me because nice. the reason you call Bob <laughs> because Bob is extremely reliable. <laughs> and Bob is talking about himself in third person, which I did. And, and, they, also, and they also said, who needs a slow cooker? I think Bob Quinn needs a slow the, cooker. This guy looks hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Look how skinny he is, this poor this- man. This is not a this is not a standard comic book artist. This needs to put on about fifty eight pounds. This guy. So yeah. So they they called me. I got to finish up the book. I had like the best time of my life, and uh, and, and now it's on shelves. People, you got to go pick it up. It's great. Well, I was telling my daughter, I was like, oh, I gotta you know put you to bed. I'll run downstairs. I have an interview. She's like, oh, who are you interviewing? And I said Bob Quinn. And she's like, who's that? And I said he's an artist. He did Champions. And she's like, well, who's in that? And she reads comics, but she's not up to date on like the new hot stuff. And I was like, well. Miss Marvel is with the big hand. She's like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, Miles Morales. She's like, awesome. So after Miles Morales, like, you get the punch card. You're good to go. Like, you get to draw the hottest guy in comics, right? Everybody loves Miles. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Uh, But here's the thing, though. But my first Marvel Comics actual thing that I did was um, the 50th, I guess, issue of Miss Marvel, where they did, like, the multi-story thing. Uh, So, like, I have a a history with Kavala. Uh, <laughs> or what? I don't know. It was the first thing I did at Marvel. She's great, and um, like, I wasn't reading a ton of comics for a while. And then like, they were getting all this press about, oh, they're they're doing this thing, and she's Pakistani, and she's Muslim, and she's Miss Marvel now. And I was like, well, I'll read it. Let's see what happens. And like, I super enjoyed it. That's awesome. <laughs> As like an old ass dude, and I was like, oh, this is this is a fun book for the youth. It's a lot of fun. She's writing fan fiction. She's got big hands. This is great. Um. <laughs> So I really enjoyed it. So then, like, when I, that was the first book I got to draw from Marvel, I was like, hell yeah. And then they were like, hey, do you want to go and do a Miss Marvel thing again, only as champions this time? And I was like, well, yeah, obviously. So That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Now, now, this sounds like a, an instant success story, Bob, but you've been doing comics for, like, a thousand years, correct? I know I've been following you on Twitter for at least, like, four or five. Because you started, like, you've been doing this forever. Tell us about your first book. We know about what you're doing now. Well, not even what you're doing now, because what you're doing now is different. But we yeah, know we know about the success. So tell us about coming up through the industry and how that worked out. Oh, man. So I'll, I'll go back to the very beginning. Oh. Uh, I, I, usually, I usually don't talk about this, but, and I don't know why. I, the first thing I ever did, I ran a webcomic for a million years. Um, and it was basically the story of a little two little animals that basically farted and pooped and vomited on each other. Okay. Um, I'm in. It was it was it was called Baron Tiger. It's absolutely terrible. But it was like it was like a Russian military base and there was a tiger and a bear and they were just mean to each other and that was pretty much it. And then like okay. all kinds of crazy crap happened. Um and then I kind of stepped away for like a billion years because like uh, I came from the video game industry originally. Um straight out of college, I I got a job at Disney and oh, then wow. yeah, well, but I was like I was like producing video games so like basically what the job was was um I was at the publishing end. So like I call up a developer and I go, the game that you're making for us sucks. Make it better or you're not getting paid. And I go, we're very sorry. We'll do it. And then uh, I eventually made my way through to, I was working at a development house. And I did, um, I worked for Heavy Iron, which is the company that did like the SpongeBob games. And all this time I was either producing or designing. I was never doing artwork for anything. But, and then uh, I eventually ended up at Activision where uh we had a really weird situation where a product I was on got put on hold and I had nothing to do. So I would go and I would draw every day. And somehow in the, in the process of me drawing, 
Um, ben Acker of the Thrilling Adventure Hour saw something of mine and liked it. Okay. Um, and I was like, well, that's, that's funny. What, what, a, what a strange coincidence. So um, I drew a picture of one of the characters. Uh, do you guys listen to the Thrilling Adventure Hour at all? No, no, but I listened to their sister podcast. The the I used to listen to the nerders, the Nerdist Writers podcast. Oh, okay. Well, they had they had a character called Carlisle Ravencastle, who I thought was he was like a Nosferatu, like overly dramatic Nosferatu vampire, who I thought was absolutely hilarious. So like I drew a picture of him, and then I just tagged Ben, and I was like, I don't know, nothing will come of this. And then he immediately ends up in my DMs, and he's like, Dude, we're doing a book right now. Do you want to draw it? And wow. I had I had just come off up so. The first, that's like the first published thing I did. Before that, I'd actually done a graphic novel on my own. And I, I like basically was like, I talked to my wife. I was like, I hate my job. I hate everything I'm doing. Can I just draw a comic book? Is that cool? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very <laughs> I have like the most understanding wife in the universe. Um, but so so basically, I took a year off and I, and I drew this book. And, you know, I'm still very proud of it to this day. You can buy it at any con that you find your old pal Bob at. Um, so I, I drew that. And then Ben saw my stuff. And then he was like, we're doing this thing do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, when can you start? Uh, I don't know, in like a month. That's too late. We're already behind. I was like, well, there goes that, right? <laughs> so they were like, well, That's how about you do- comics of you though. You're already behind. Like, oh, Yeah, cool. right. They were already super late. So they were like, well, would you like to do some flashback pages for us? And I was like, sure, I'll do that. It was just like one page per issue. And I delivered them. And then they were like, the artist needs, the artist that we got in your stead, um, needs more time. Will you do a full fill-in issue? I was like, sure. So I delivered the issue. And it didn't suck. Well, that's and then, good. <laughs> miraculously. And then, <laughs> and then I did, uh, then they were like, he actually had, the other artist has to back out. Do you want to finish the series? Yes. So I finished the series and then I delivered one, the last book in the series in two weeks. Um, wow. Jesus wow. Christ. How much cocaine were you doing at that point? Like, <laughs> That's a, a lot of salted straw, Bob. <laughs> Listen, uh, yeah, this guy. is this is body by ice cream, okay? There's no <laughs> cocaine to be found around here. Um, so that essentially that, I guess, ingratiated me to the, to the editor who then goes, hey, do you want to keep drawing stuff for me? I was like, all right, sure. So then from that, I ended up doing the uh, Green Hornet 66 meets the Spirit. Okay. And then I did uh, James Bond Origins. Uh, this is all for, through Dynamite. And then I did Lone Ranger with Mark Russell. And then I did Red Sonja. And then uh, uh, as that happened, I started picking up more Marvel work along the way. But that's basically my trajectory into comics. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, listen that's to great. what you started, though, with, like, Green Hornet and the Spirit. And, mm -hmm. and that's, I mean, the pressure from that alone has to be just daunting because you're doing, you know, Will Eisner stuff, for God's sakes. Oh, yeah. And, and I was working with Fred Van Lenty, who was like... Who's brilliant he, he's incredible like the it, that that book is so funny like i i was still pretty rough around the edges and i don't think i did the best job but like that guy knows how to draw stuff that's just or knows how to write stuff that's going to be fun to draw and his scripts are super easy to work off of like mm -hmm. he he describes just enough so that you have plenty of room to play but tells you exactly what you need to know so that you can get the essence of it down on the page and then just gives you a ton of room to, you know, free reign, do what you got to do, have a good time. And that's why his books are always consistently really good. Like he yeah. just knows what to feed your, the artist. Yeah, because I think the first time I, you popped up on my radar was around Lone Ranger stuff. 
Mm -hmm. because I've always been a fan and I was like, this is interesting. And it looked great. Like you did a wonderful job on that. You and Mark Russell killed that. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. That's one they actually let me, uh, they let me color that one as well. So um, fancy. That was fun. That's yeah. No, Mark is, Mark is great. That, that book is still one of my favorites of all time. Like it was like, Mark is an incredible writer at, Hey, here's some, here's some social commentary. Here's something that you're not thinking about in the in the realm of today right like the the look at his work on flintstones look at the stuff on snagglepuss this was such a good vert like this i this was my favorite version of mark russell because it was a fun cowboy romp on top of the fact that like i felt like the that if you were looking for the the, the commentary on today you would absolutely find it right yes but you didn't need it in order to enjoy it like i think i think some of you know like the 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 flintstones issue that was about just buying crap right like that felt very today but like the 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 lone ranger story was such a lone ranger story but it was still so relevant to what's going on right now i don't know i, I really really love it that's awesome Thank you. And so yeah. then you, and then you did some, you did some Red Sonia stuff, and the Red Sonia stuff came out what last year, two years ago. Yeah, it was like because it seems year. like the relaunch because a buddy of ours was doing Red Sonia, uh, Vampirella, Drew Moss was doing that. Oh yeah, I think all that kind of launched around the same time because it was like an anniversary for Red Sonia, correct? Uh, that one I can't speak to. I'm super like my comic book history is awful because okay. I was not a huge comic book reader growing up. Like I read. Uh, mostly as from, i started out as a web comic artist I, start, I, I read mostly strip comics okay and um m- the majority of what i read was actually mad magazine so like if you want to talk to me about like don martin and mort drucker and duck edwing and like all those guys dave berg let's let's talk but like when it comes to like old marvel stuff like i always feel like a like a sham because they're like oh if you remember the storyline from 1987 with nightcrawler and i was like nope i don't remember it i didn't read it sorry guys that's awesome i love i was busy watching a mountie get chopped in half in a comic (laughs) stupid that's wonderful yeah well, Bob loves Batman. Yeah, I'm a big because they even relaunched it recently. But it went away. But they relaunched it a couple years ago, and I was picking them up just out of habit. Like I, I read Mad Magazine as a kid, yep. and then I got to a point where I stopped reading it, and then I picked it up again in college. Oddly enough, because it's like I'm going to read this in college, so I started reading, right I dropped it off again. But then the new stuff was really good. I've had a subscription to that since I was probably. 10 or 15 because my dad had it and then he would get it for me like he just gifted it to me and he was like here so like i I just read them all the time we had him in the house we always had him in the house and um and then yeah then they moved everything out to burbank and then it was still good it was it was still funny and then i guess readership was no good or something like that because it just it just just now they're just doing out. reruns until until everybody's subscriptions run out. Sucks. Which is kind of a bummer because, I mean, Mad Magazine's one of those things. Like, I would just leave it around the house and I would catch my daughter reading it, who's, yeah. 10, who's 10. And she wouldn't get all the jokes, but she dug it. Like, she, yeah. liked, when, she liked when they made fun of Trump. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was into it. And I thought it was cute to see a 10-year-old read Mad Magazine. I, I was into it, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and how great are the fold-ups in the back? You can't beat the fold-ups in the back. Oh man, I uh, my my first San Diego Comic Con, I met Al Jaffe, and I lost my mind. Oh wow, like, that's awesome. Those those were the because it was a, it was a total accident because I went to go see uh, Sergio Aragonés um, because my dad, you know, obviously was a big fan. 
mad look at whatever you name it like it so like i got a picture with him i got some stuff signed and al jaffe just happened to be there and i was like oh my god and <laughs> and like nobody knew who he was <laughs> so i was like i'm really sorry can you sign this thing he's like yeah but he, you know he, he's a million years old so. yeah because he was like 99 wasn't he like is he's still around isn't he like not around is he alive still al jaffe i think he's still kicking i want to say he's mort drucker just died yeah i know that, that. that one i know let me see. I'll Google but, uh, Al Jaffe. And Mort Drucker is the guy who did the Anthrax album, I believe. He did the State of Euphoria album that we were... Al Jaffe is still alive. Incredible. 99 years old. And that's the thing a, is... A, a storied tradition. When you see Al Jaffe's work, you instantly know, like, oh, that's Al Jaffe. Oh, yeah. Like he's so when, just... I was a, when I was a kid, I, my dad and I actually made a Mad Magazine together. Really? And there was a fold-in awesome. at the end. Yeah, I have to. I, I, I have it somewhere in my closet over here. That's wonderful. <laughs> and it had a fold-in with a man vomiting at the end of it. Just, like, just, <laughs> I have a brand at this point. Yes, it's all <laughs> yes. poop jokes. Yes. Yep. Mean, but you know what, though? If, if it works, it works, man. Stay in your lane. Stay in your exactly. lane. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Look, if you want to see somebody puke all kinds of colors, just give me a call. I'll try. <laughs> I, I'm not that expensive. If the price is right, I'll draw. Your <laughs> I mean, if if it's if it's got vomit, he like there's a discount. Like there's a discount for. Oh, oh you, yeah, I I discount heavily for vomit pages. Okay. But just vomit pages. Other pages you got to pay the full rate. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that mm-hmm. would be silly, you know. Like why undercut <laughs> yourself if you don't need to? So it just got recently announced though that you are doing one of the X books, correct? Yeah, can you believe it? I can't. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, you're doing New Mutants, aren't you? Uh, no, I'm, do- I'm no. doing Way of X. Uh, that's right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean yes. to. I, I, a thousand apologies. There's no, just, a thousand there, look, no, no. Yeah, exactly. How are you supposed to keep them all straight <laughs> at this point? No apology required, sir. The Way of X. Is that that's yes. what it's called? Now, who who do you get to draw? Who's in this team? Who's the- uh, Let me tell you who's in this book. We've got Nightcrawler. I'm We've in. Got- I'm in. I'm in. All right. I, I, I mean, like that's Nightcrawler, all I too. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. You can't go wrong, right? Got Nightcrawler, okay. Pixie, Loa. We got uh, DJs in there. Let's see, uh, and then a whole ton of other. We 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 introduce some new characters. Uh, the, I'm telling you right now, like I don't like to be. Look, House of X and Powers of Ted really shook up the comic book industry, but like, <laughs> but it kind of did, right? Like it totally changed the way that X Men and mutants works, right? Yes. Right. There's some stuff that happens at the end of the first issue that is kind of like, oh shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. And there's some stuff in issue two that, like, by the end of that, you're going, oh, shit, really? Like, we're there. So Cy Spurrier's writing it. and Oh, he's, he's great. He's yes. phenomenal. And he's yeah. not afraid to, you know, kind of shake the banana tree. Is that a term? I don't know. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> is that a thing people say? Sure. <laughs> no, he'll fold the vanilla twice. Yes. He's not afraid to fold the vanilla as many as three times. And then I will eat it. <laughs> So, like, dude, you've worked with some heavy hitters too, man. Look at like, you, Cy Spurrier, Fred Cy, Van I mean, these, I mean, you're talking about like, I mean, like heavyweight champions of comics here, my and man. You're talking I know. to two I, losers on a, on, a, on a winning night about about ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> what were you guys gonna do? I don't know. I mean, we've got nothing better. He's to got do. one foot in the gold, one fist in the gutter. However, backwards. Yeah, man. The old Ricky Rackley. I like to remember where I came from. Exactly. I remember being a loser, nobody. <laughs> now I got two. Count them two crockpots, baby. Yeah. Hey, guys. Look, all I'm saying is just live your dream, 
Never give up two crockpots. Draw from Marvel Comics. That's all it takes. Just keep at it. You can do it. We're just going to keep writing dumb books about shark guys. That's wonderful. That's Shit, cool. yes. That is exactly what the people want. I read that book. It is very good. Man, we had a good time. Thank, Thank you. For we that. had fun. Thank you. Yeah, dude. But I mean, the heavy hitters, man. Like, do you do you consider yourself like? It sounds like you're almost blessed, man, with your comic career. Like all these fucking great artists and and people and titles and stuff. People it's from a, the Nerdist. It's wonderful. It's crazy. Yeah. That's like, yeah. I, I've been awesome. incredibly lucky. I have absolutely zero idea how any of it has happened. I, I really don't. I. Like, it's because you're talented too. Talent has to play a role. Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> like it, it's it's been really wild. Like I, I have every any time I got onto a new book, I'd go, "Oh, that guy's writing." Heck yeah! Because it was like I went from Fred Van, well, myself first of all. <laughs> I went from me, which was a pretty high bar, but then I went from me <laughs> to Fred to Jeff Parker. Oh, I love. How is it working? Jeff, Jeff Parker. Parker. I love Jeff Parker. Jeff is amazing. He's, he's, he's one an of my amazing, favorite writers. He's a wonderful human being. He also knows like good comics, and that he 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 wrote the James Bond series that I was. That's he's right. phenomenal. I totally forgot that. And Bobby okay. loves Agents of Atlas. Agents of Atlas is one of my favorite Marvel things ever. He wrote that, but I mean everything he writes is great. Like the the Batman sixty six stuff was mwah, perfect. Yeah, like, he absolutely. Did a book for Oni that I love, but I can't remember the name of it. it and that sounds stupid, but like because the name is weird. <laughs> But the book is awesome. I can't remember the name because the name is weird. And he did it for Oni Press, so I can't. Um, I'd have to go look on my shelf. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I I know what you're thinking is, and I'm like, oh, I know the name of it too. It's weird. It's got a, he had a weird name. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a great book. It's got a weird name though. And Jeff Parker wrote it. Something about yeah. um, Meteor, Meteor Man. Or Meteor Man. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something about a Meteor. I read Meteor yeah, Man it too. It was good. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I, I got to work with Jeff Parker, and then I, I went from that immediately over to Mark Russell, like critical darling and amazing human being, right? Like <laughs> I'm working over working over at Marvel. First person I worked with was Rainbow Roll, and then oh, wow. yeah, and then they wanted me to. I don't want to get into that, but so like, <laughs> you know, it's been an incredible trajectory. Uh, did Captain America with Tanahasi Coates, right? Yeah, like. Oh, wow. uh, if there's if there's a radical writer, somehow I got to work with them, and That's I don't know awesome. why. Like Eve Ewing is amazing. Like if you haven't been reading this this Champions Run, it's incredibly relevant. It's incredibly powering, empowering for young people. Super well written. It's just it's, it's really fun. Like she killed it. She did an amazing job on that book. And then like you know, right now I'm working with Cy Spurrier. I don't know how any of this happened. This is wonderful. <laughs> it's all because you did a, like a bullshit piece of fan art for some some podcast or whatever yes so that that that's what got me in at dynamite can, can i tell you a story about how i got my first job at marvel sure uh, of course it's fan art again don't okay. don't let anybody tell you not to draw fan art because um i drew right when um all new wolverine came out uh you know everybody everybody was lo love that honey badger that gabby kenny so i drew a picture of her Mm -hmm. And then uh, Tom Taylor saw it. I didn't even tag him in it, but he was just like, this is great. And he retweeted it. And I was like, I, I had jokingly said, whenever you guys want to do a Gabby series, I'll draw it. And he was like, so he saw it, retweeted it and tagged his editors. And then like the next morning I had like a, a DM in my inbox from Marvel. And they were like, hey, do our editors actually know you? And I was like, no. And he's like, email these guys, good luck. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Wow. So, like, did you have to do 100 samples because we've heard, like, nope. horror stories of nothing? Just no. You just walked in day one, like, here I am? He yeah, did the basically. Fan art. He did the I, fan here art. I am, give me fucking Nightcrawler. Let's get this going. Like that's Here I go again on my own. Like, that's, that's how it is, man. 
No, I, I, I sent in, I, I just had a bunch of pages around, right? Right. So like I had all my stuff from Dynamite and I just sent it over and I'm like, I draw these. And, and then I was like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Right. And I'm then a little skeptical. You took a picture of yourself drawing, doing the splits in between two BMWs, didn't you? <laughs> Well, yeah, I did do that. And okay. It didn't hurt, but I, I, I paper clipped it to the samples. I mailed them. Okay, in the, okay. I, just, I looked very impressive. And, then, you know, I was like, if I don't get this job, I can, I, here I am. Exactly. This is wonderful. I can do this karate. It's dangerous. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I've like I said, I've been. I have no idea how I've been this lucky, but I've been incredibly lucky in this in this stupid industry that is so dumb. <laughs> well, because it does seem like, you know, of course you're talented and of course you're able to hit deadlines and of course you're able to do the work that's necessary to 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 get to Marvel. But it does kind of seem like sometimes it's just like a it's a crapshoot, right? Yeah. Did, did, did the right person on the right day see you? That's that's literally what it is, because I mean, like, you know, I, I remember when I would. I hate being this guy because like it's a really really hard job. But I remember picking up some books and looking at Marvel and be like, I'm better than this guy. What the hell is this? So like, <laughs> right? But like, I I don't I don't like doing that because like, look, man, you got to do so much work so quickly, and sometimes some stinkers get through. Like, there's really no way around it. Um, so like, I, I you know it, it's it's that old. You need two out of three. You either need to be amazing, you need to be good to work with, or you need to be on time. Yes. And I know that I'm very easy to work with and I know that I'd always hit my deadlines. So. <laughs> That's awesome. wonderful. But it's so crazy that this entire industry is built on just like happenstance. Like, oh, I saw your stuff that day and cool. You want to, you want to draw Spider-Man? It's like, I guess I do. You know? Yeah. That's a, that sounds like a fun job. Sure. <laughs> that's awesome. And two out of three ain't bad. So we'll take you. What's and and you're so smooth and easy doing this podcasting thing. It's like you have your own podcast. I do have my own podcast. Booze and, Bruce, Booze and Brews Podcast, where my wife and her best friend tell each other ghost stories, drink thematically appropriate beer, and I say things that are very stupid in the background. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Sounds yeah. like a job you were born for. That's oh, man. If I'm not drawing comic books, I'm saying dumb shit. That's <laughs> yeah. Now, how if we're not that... writing comic books, we're saying dumb shit. Yeah. So. Most, of the time, <laughs> most of the time, we're saying dumb shit while well, in our comic and, books. And, like and the dialogue we put the in dumb our shit that we yeah. that we say in the comic books. It too. actually ends up in the book and it's cataloged for all to enjoy for the rest of eternity. I love yes. it. Yes. So booze and brews, you've been doing this. You said uh, before we started recording, you have 200 episodes of this thing. Uh, 200 and I think we're close to 250 at this wow, point. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it basically what happens is is um, my wife and her friend Vanessa will each pick a real world ghost, right? So like Lep Castle is apparently haunted by a thing called the Elemental, right? And they will tell each other sort of the history of the area, what the ghost is, what happens. Uh, like you'll see a man who's about the size of a sheep and he's shadowy and he kind of smells like a fart and then he's very spooky. <laughs> Literally, like apparently he smells like uh, sulfur or something like that. Okay. And then he like haunts you on your way home. And then uh, my wife will be like, oh, okay, and then this uh, this this particular asylum is haunted by all these crazy people. Um, and then at the end of it, I say, this was the better ghost story, you win. And then they they have chosen a beer that fits thematically with the story that they have chosen. Interesting. That's uh, cool. Yeah. 
That sounds we really hear, We hear it's kind of funny. <laughs> now, does that happen like once a week? Is this a once a week kind of thing or? Uh, once a week. And then since the, uh, since the pandemic has hit, we have been trying to be uh, kind to our listeners and we've been giving them additional content where on Thursdays we will typically uh, do a, uh, I guess, what is it? Like an episode watch along recap thing of like a ghost adventures with, uh, if you're oh, familiar okay, with that show. That's fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we just sit around and, and, and make fun of those goofballs running around going, bro, there's a ghost. Oh dude. And then, you know, we have a laugh <laughs> about it. And then um, I think for, for Christmas this year, we usually do a Christmas episode. And then at the end of the year, last year uh, we did like a D and D real play podcast because apparently that's very popular. Yes, Nobody gave you. a shit in our audience, but we liked it. We well, had fun, fun with it. So well, sometimes you have to do things for you, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Nice. Look, I'm going to make what I'm going to make and you just have to enjoy it. Exactly. All right. Or don't, I don't care. <laughs> exactly. That's weird. Yeah. Now, I notice that you're wearing an L.A. Kings hat. Are you a hockey fan? or do you I just... am a big hockey fan, yeah. That's awesome. And so I take it you are a Kings fan, yes? Yes, yes. because in Wisconsin, where I am from, we only have an AHL team. So ah. as soon as I moved out to L.A., I was like, I guess these are my guys now. Because when I first moved out here, the Kings were terrible. Um, I was here during the Ziggy Palfy years. And... Uh, but say what you want, because I'm an old Islander fan from when Ziggy played for the Islers. Oh, he, sure. He was a damn good player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But there was nobody else on no, that team. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was amazing because you could get tickets for cheaper than one beer. So it was a really good way to, you know, waste the money you didn't have in college. So we would go down and we'd watch we'd watch some hockey because it was like I, I went to USC so you could literally just walk down the street and go to a hockey game. Oh, so you're a Trojan too? Fancy. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's a storied institution with – you know, uh, many great athletes that have attended there. Didn't Will Ferrell go to USC? I he sure did. He sure. Did. I, I played basketball with Matt Leinart uh, of the USC Trojans. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, How'd that work out for you? I, I'm, I'm a. I'm not great at basketball. Uh -huh. B. He's much taller than me. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. Matt Leinart. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so you're a USC grad. You moved out to LA. You're a Kings fan. The Kings had a little stretch where they were pretty good for a while. Sure. They won Not the anymore. Cup, right? They won the cup, didn't they? <laughs> absolutely. They absolutely did. And now all the people that got them there are ancient with big contracts and they can't get rid of them. So we're in the dark years before the young people that we're cultivating right now become the, young people the that guys. You're cultivating. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a the young, the young The youngins were grooming. Yes. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, that's a bad word. Don't say that. Got, yes. That got dark. Yes, I'm sorry, I brought it. I brought that energy to your podcast. You know I'll edit that out. I don't want you to lose your job at Marvel. I don't want anybody to half listen. Is he's grooming people? This guy is a creep. <laughs> In the champions, he's grooming it's, people. It sounds yeah. like it sounds like you lived this charmed life, my friend. It certainly feels that way a lot of the time. I mean, like, I, because, you know, I went from working an office job where I hated every day and everybody was yelling at me and nothing was ever good enough to I get to sit in my house, nobody bothers me, and I draw fun comic books. Like, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you could do a lot worse. Yeah, that's really cool, man. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and again, you you might be one of the best guests we've ever had on the podcast. So congratulations. Oh, man. Yes. And you're episode 100. So. What? Yeah, this is incredible. This is episode 100. You are our 100, not our 100 guests, but you're our 100 show. So congratulations to you. Maybe we'll send you like a commemorative plaque. Oh, that would be great. Or like a like a koozie. 
yeah. or a mug or something like or that maybe, from maybe like I'll, cafe I'll, press. So I'll figure something out. We'll send you. I'll email you <laughs> or, a gift or don't send me anything. It's okay. You know I, I, it was. You know what? The journey was the gift. The, the, the not sending anything sounds the most probable of all this, but you never okay. know. You never know. You never know. It's, you know? it's a crapshoot over here with us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, I you love might it. Get, you made like complimentary Metal Shark Bro issues or something. So, so w- real quick before we get going, when do uh, when does the uh, the Cy Spurrier book start hitting the shelves, my man? I th- I think it's in April. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, okay. I'm super duper bad at this. Usually, what happens is is there's a bunch of like bleeding cool articles about the book that I'm on, and then people start tweeting their reviews, and they go, "Oh, I guess my book's out today." Do you want me to look it up? Way of X is your book. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's April. We're going to try just, and be professional today. I just finished the first issue. So. Nightcrawler leads the way of X-Men's future. I like the fact that Nightcrawler is getting his own team. I really like Nightcrawler. He kind of had his own team back with Excalibur. Um, with Excalibur. Yeah. And, and was, Bob and I, and we, and we love Excalibur. So. I do. Uh, Excalibur is my favorite X-Men book ever. Um, I don't see a date here. Yeah, but really? Okay, well, I need, to, I, need, I, I need to pick that one up then. Yeah, here have it you says, ever read it? It's great. I have not. I'm hey, not a huge X-Men fan. You know people over there. They'll send you some stuff, right? Like, that's going to be no. Burke's bro, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I Look, you don't understand how difficult it is for me to even get comps of the things I draw. <laughs> get the hell out of here. So it never changes? The industry never changes whether you're in no. the, the slum house or the penthouse? It's always the same? <laughs> always the same. That's that's what they said is you, you, will, you will never own every book you've drawn. And uh, I, I only just recently got the email saying, some of my books are coming. I don't know which ones. <laughs> I was awesome. so sad because, like, I really, really, really wanted this run on Champions, like, somewhere in the house. And, like, I have none of them because you it was, again. You buy it at the comic book store like everybody else, Mr. Fancy Pants, too. But, too, too listen, hot. listen, listen. I ask very little. <laughs> I, I have earned this. <laughs> It says here that your book comes out in April. It says, hey, I was right. In April. Yes. Written by Cy Spurrier and Bob Quinn. So yeah. And if we want to find you on social media and stuff, where can we find you, Bob? Oh, man. Uh, I, because I'm the worst at branding, they're different on every website. Me if too. you are interested in my idiotic thoughts and occasional drawings, please follow me on Twitter, RobotJQ, R-O-B-O-T-J-Q. If you like just the drawings, but I don't post there anymore because it's a trash hole, Instagram is King of Smaster. <laughs> King of Smaster? What's that all about? <laughs> It's such a long story, but I'll tell it to you anyway. I'd love to hear it. We, we so want to hear it. when I was in high school, I visited <laughs> uh, I visited Mexico. And when I was there, there was a band that was very popular all over the uh, Mexican MTV called uh, Plastilina Mosh. Okay. And I don't okay. know what any of that means, right? But I spoke Spanish and that stuff was enjoyable. And they had a song called Mr. Pimosh that was all over the uh, all over the TV. Everybody loved it. So I picked it up and there was a song on the album that was called Monster Truck. And they did sort of Spanglish in all of their rapping and musical stylings. Okay. So they didn't speak English the best. But the Monster Truck song had the best line ever. It was, yeah, I'm the master blaster and I make disaster. I'm the chaos master. But because of the accent, it sounded like I'm the king of smaster. And I always thought that was really funny. (laughs) And so I didn't think Instagram was going to be a thing. So I was like, I don't know, I'm king of smaster. And then it blew up and became the biggest thing ever. And then I look like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) All right. 
that's not, you know what? That could have been worse. That story could have been worse. It wasn't bad. It was just youthful exuberance. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about monster trucks. That's what it is. <laughs> and you can tell that it's you because at least you keep one thing consistent on all of your social media handles. The description is always poop train conductor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want to make sure it's quality Bob Q content, look for poop train conductor. Choo-choo. <laughs> Bob, this was wonderful, man. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you enjoying your dinner with us. And oh, and, and, and treat yourself to some ice cream. You deserve it after such a smashing. Yes, interview. fold that vanilla three yes. times. Yes. Oh, man, I'm going to. Thank you so much. This has been a delight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've been talking while not recording, and there's just so much kind of good stuff. And Bob just told us a very good kind of anecdote about his about his self-published stuff because you do Marvel work, but you also have a desire to own things that you do, yes? Oh yeah, absolutely, right? Because because kids, kids, listen, if you're thinking about getting <laughs> into the comic book industry, there's a little thing you gotta know. There's no retirement plan. You gotta be at this desk until you're dead. So <laughs> the best chance you have of that is collecting royalties on a thing that you own, right? I don't own Nightcrawler. I don't get that. I think it was a Cockrum gets that, right? Not me. Right. <laughs> like, and, uh, you know, I've created, I have created a, co uh, a character for Marvel and they do have a deal where like, if that character ever ends up in a movie, uh oh, I get it. Nobody's making a fucking skunk girl movie. Okay. It's just not <laughs> happening. <laughs> right? But, but you know, if it happens, it happens. I'm not going to. Right. So, so I have been trying for ever since, like, since my first job here, I've been trying to figure out ways to get in and under, like, understand the mind of an editor so that when I go, here's the book I want to make, they say, that's great, we want to make that book. And I've had absolutely no luck with it at all. It's, it's so odd because pitching, I feel like pitching is a giant fucking just crapshoot. Like, it's just... It's it's this unknown entity because it's a completely different style of writing than you would do for a, it's basically like a sales document. Oh yeah. yeah. And and on top of that like I don't know that I would actually be able to successfully do a book <laughs> at a publisher that was creator owned because the fact of the matter is is like when I write for myself it is so like there's there's nothing there. Right? Like it'll be like a page that has some dialogue in it. And I'll be like, all right, that's probably what's going to happen. But then as I start drawing it, all that shit's out the window because like, nope, none of that flows. Nope, none of that's right. Um, so I, I, I'm also terrified of the fact that like maybe one day somebody will take me up on it and I'll go, yeah, no, none of that stuff that I wrote is actually in the book. <laughs> so wait, so you have active pitches out right now that are just like, and do you get emails back from editors and things of that nature? Or are you just kind of dangling in the wind like happens to 99% of the comic industry? Because most of this business is just people not answering emails. That yeah. is correct. So don't worry, kids, when you get your first job at Marvel or when you become fan super fancy x-men artists they still don't email you back uh, <laughs> i've had i've had editors come up to me at cons and say i want to work with you here's my card and i go awesome and then i say here's uh 50 ideas that i have that i want to make a book on and then i'll just give them log lines you tell me which one you are even remotely interested in or you think your publishing company would be interested in i'll do the pitch document for you and then i'll send them off and they'll be like these four are good and then 
oftentimes I already have pages for them because what happens with me is I'll, I'll get six pages into a thing and go, oh, this is fun. And then, you know, the paying work comes in and I got to go and do that. So of like course. I have random pages of all kinds of crap lying around. So like I'll send them off and then the silence. <laughs> and then I email them back and then I don't hear from them. And I email them again, like usually like once a month because like I'm super busy and they're super busy and I don't want to bug them. I hear that's not the way you're supposed to do it, but I don't know. So I email them and then eventually they go like, oh yes, hey, I remember you. Yes, I do want to work with you. And remember that guidance that I gave you on all the pitches that, well, well, uh, uh, publishing has completely changed the kind of the style of books they want to do. So <laughs> all of those are out the window. Send me new ones. I'm like, all right, well, here's some new ones that I've come up with since then. And then the silence comes again. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I guess everybody's got their own, right? Like everybody's got their own path through, right? Yeah, like no, I've somehow managed to get in to like the, the big two track, but then anytime I want to do something that's my own, I just, I can't get a, I can't get a phone call. So, you know, it's just pluses and minuses. Well, I mean, Kevin and I have two pitches out now that are just kind of floating around in the ether. And like, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, well, if you don't hear anything back in a month, then you're done. And it's just like, how can a whole industry work this way? Like, how, how is that the the norm? I I have no idea, man. Like, I, I, I don't understand the decision-making process on most of it because ultimately, right? So when, when you're dealing with a publisher on an indie, on an indie book or like a creator-owned book, nine times out of 10, unless you're going with image where you just have to catch Eric Stevenson on the right day, right? These people are looking at what is an IP that we can own half of because that's what you're giving away, yeah, right? Yeah, like, course, yeah. in, and and some companies are even worse than that, right? But like, what what do we think is worth owning half of? What can we turn into a cartoon show, t-shirts, pop vinyls, a movie, right? All that stuff. And if it doesn't have like, and some places are weird. Some places will go, yeah, we'll we'll put out your weird book that that doesn't make any sense. But um, <laughs> but but in general, that's what they're looking for, right? Like, we're looking for the next um, road to perdition. We're looking for the next. Uh, Stumptown, right? We're looking for the next thing, name thing that it, the next Scott Pilgrim, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they want, right? And I'll, I am keenly aware that that's not what I want to make. <laughs> so, now, yeah. Now, what kind of books do you want to make? Like that's that's my next question here. That, that was going to be mine. So, um, I have uh, so I want to I want to do a book. I have one that's like thirteen pages in. That's the story of a cowboy witch that has to save a whole town from a Cthuloid engine of destruction. It's very strange, but like, you know, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be your next TV show. I have one uh, that's just called high school demon assassin. Uh, (laughs) It was pretty straightforward. It's the story of a child <laughs> born to privilege in 1846. Uh, no, it's a, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I, 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 but like I've got, a, I've got a pilot of all this weird shit, and I'm just like nobody's. I, I think until I actually decide, yeah, I'm gonna throw up a Kickstarter. Like none of these things are gonna happen. That was right? my next question. Yes, so when, why don't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't. I, I mean, frank, frankly, quite frankly, I don't have time, and I keep like luckily I've kept very busy, right? Like even through the pandemic, I never actually had a work stoppage, right? Wow. Like okay. the whole time I was, I was either drawing as a matter of fact, when, when the pandemic started, I was doing two books a month. Jeez Louise. Yeah. I had, I had accidentally, I had accidentally signed up to do red Sonia at the same time that I got an opportunity to draw captain America. And I was like, I can't say no to captain America. 
because that would be stupid. Yes. And then I was I tried to back out of Red Sonia and my editor, this is the guy who trusted me from the beginning and gave me my first job, knows exactly what buttons to push to make me feel so guilty I can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> so all I did was not sleep. <laughs> Okay. But I got the books done, and they're not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like I've, I've stayed pretty busy. And, you know, when I have downtime, it's usually like a week, and I will crank out as much stuff as I can in that week. But typically what happens after that is somebody will go, hey, we've got this thing. Do you want to draw it? And I go, yeah, I need money. I need to keep the lights on and eat food to survive. So I end up having, (laughs) look, I have one vice and it's fancy ice cream. (laughs) It's also apparently guitar equipment, which you all see behind me. I see that. I see that. I wasn't going to say anything, but it looks good. Yeah. There's piles of it back here that you should, there's, there's a whole nother wall of it back here. See, like all this. Good Lord. Yeah. I I had a problem at one point. That's cool. A music Uh, problem. Yeah. I have a, I have a musical problem. So, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I grew up too Midwestern and my dad instilled too much of a fear of going broke in me because like he always said, study math and science. And I didn't. And he's like, and then I, I had a, I had a good job at a, at a big company. And then I left it to do freelance. And I can tell every time I talk to him, he worries about me. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what that, what that has done is that I have such, I have such a fear of like running out of money or something bad happening to me that I never take time off to just focus on something I want to focus on. It's as soon as the next opportunity comes to me, I take it and I start running with it. Mm-hmm. And what that ultimately ends up doing, of course, is really limiting the amount of stuff that I want to make that I can actually end up making. So, But, but yeah. isn't that kind of, I don't want to say par for the course for big two stuff, but like once you're in, don't you have to stay in? Like that's people think like getting to Marvel's the cool part, but no, you have to stay in there. You have to constantly stay working. So is, is part of that just conditioning? Like, okay, if they ask me to draw a Fantastic Four backup, I'm going to fucking do it because I want to stay in their radar. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of it because I mean, like the, the worst thing to have happen is all of a sudden, like I do take that time off and then I turned down because like I've turned down Marvel in the past because I was doing something else. And like there was nothing harder for me to do because I'm like, they, they may never call me back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because th- that, that's the risk you run of like, well, this is the third time we've emailed this guy. And every time he says no, like, why are we why are we bothering? Right. Right. Because, um, you know, there, there's a million other people who look just like me, some some just like me, Eminem lyrics. <laughs> um, there's a million people who want to do this job. And I'm. I know that there are people that I came up with that are better than me. Like I can, I can guarantee you that. So if I don't stay on their radar and when they say, ask me if I want to do something and say, yes, that, that stream of revenue may dry up completely. Right. Yeah. And you know, you're all, you're only as relevant as your last job. Right. And you gotta stay relevant. You gotta keep out there and keep putting out work. Otherwise people forget your name. Like that's, you know, that that's been the hardest thing about working on the, this Marvel stuff too, is like, I can't share anything. You know, your, your career on the, on, uh, so, is so much about like, I posted today on Instagram. I posted on Twitter. Here's a picture I drew, right? I got a thousand likes and that, so that's how people know that you're actually somebody who's working, right? Yeah. Nobody knows what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just post God. your warm-ups. Warm-up pictures. Yeah, my those, those warm-up pictures that took somebody three hours in her ink wash. Just a just a quick cool down. <laughs> Whatever. I wish you guys could see the tongue that he stuck out right there. That was oh yeah, there's a whole performance arts aspect of this. We're gonna stream on YouTube. 
It is art. Which, you have to remember, it's art. No matter what you're doing, it's still art. You know, like it, it, my, my favorite, my <laughs> favorite ones for warm up are, are things like where you see Duncan for great. It was like, oh, just like, and everything he does is like magical. And then you look at it and go, Jesus, he spent like three hours doing that. There's no oh. way he was like 15 minutes and, and done. Every time, every time, just makes <laughs> and me it's nuts. beautiful. And yeah, I'm like oh, that thing is. That's gorgeous. what he looks like warming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> like, I, God. Th this is the, I'm like that's your warm up. That's not what my pages look like. Like I don't even understand this shit. Like, oh god, I I was so my my friends got me into this show, uh, Manben, the the show that Urasawa does with all the mangaka in in Japan. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. So it's a really amazing show. What what he does is like he'll set up eight cameras in a mangaka's studio, right, and they'll just film them over the course of a week. And then at the end, they'll just watch the footage together and be like, this is what you do. How are you doing that? It's amazing. This is your process. And like, they'll just talk about the stuff that they're making. It's, it's just a, like, I still it's on daily motion, but it, like, it's an amazing watch. Right. And you I was say what you said on daily motion on here. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right. So it's all on daily motion and it's, and it's, it's, it's a fun watch. And it's really interesting, but I was watching one today where a guy was redrawing the same pose over and over and over again and i had a flashback to three hours earlier when i kept fighting the same part of this picture <laughs> and i redrew it 12 times and what's on the page is good enough <laughs> which is the biggest heartbreaker right because you want every page to be like somebody goes oh i want that on my wall and it's just like sometimes it's just not it's not in the cards, man. <laughs> oh, it's just the worst. Awesome. No, I'm now I'm gonna look at that page later. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna have to redraw that. No, no, no. Uh, what, what character is it? What, what character is it? Oh, it was a. It, it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest panel to have to have struggled with. So, um, something. Hey guys, get excited because something bad happens no. in the X universe. Troubles a Bruin, and um, and and Nightcrawler has to gather up his team at the Green Lagoon, that fun place where they all go to booze up. So it's a shot from behind Nightcrawler. He's just grabbed Pixie, so like he's running this way, and he's got her. And then this character that we've created kind of floats in, right? But I could not get Nightcrawler and Pixie running away from the camera towards the person and kind of looking like they were stopping, being like whoa right um and i i i drew it like four different ways and then i tried so like uh, for my pencils i tend to work digitally just because it's easier to mush and move things around so like i was like well what if i draw it real small so like i drew it really really tiny and then tried blowing it up and then that didn't work and i drew it sort of medium size and i then i changed the color of the lines to see if that would do something different <laughs> so like now i'm drawing it red and then the red kind of worked so then like i made that bigger and then eventually i got to a place where it's all right. <laughs> it seems it seems to communicate what I was trying. My to dad used to say, "Hey, good enough for government work, <laughs> right?" <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. horseshoes and hand grenades or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Right, well, we're gonna let you go again, Bob. Thank you so much for coming back. Oh, on. Uh, it was my pleasure. Yeah, this is. <laughs> you know great. what? Uh, it, you know what? Stop recording. We'll talk for another five minutes, and then, and then we'll, we'll do all other episodes. Yeah, why I'm not? gonna get yeah. you a week of content, you guys. It's gonna be <laughs> great. Episode 102 is back here. <laughs> <laughs> our, 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 our guest for the next uh, like four Word Bros episodes. It's <laughs> like this idiot will not shut up. He was <laughs> whatever. It's it's nice not to have to talk so much, which is you know. So yes. yeah, yes, Bob. Thank you so much. And again, April. It's coming out in April. Nightcrawler leads his. Team of X-Men written by Cy Spurrier, who is fucking terrific. It is Agreed. 
Way of X. Pick that up. Woo. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mr. Personality, Mr. Friendly Guy, Mr. Wonderful Dude, Bob Quinn. He was great. Bob Quinn was awesome. Yeah, he was really good, man. Check him out on social media, uh, Robot JQ on Twitter. He don't, don't go to his Instagram because he said he doesn't care about it anyway. Um, so, yeah, so check him out. He did a really great job. His book is coming out with size Cy Spurling is amazing. Size Spurrier? Yes. Yeah, size Spurrier is amazing. This book is coming out. It's an X book. Pick that up. It'll be out in April. And thank you so much to Bob. That was great. Yeah, we had a great time talking to Bob. Yeah. There, was a, it was a, there was a lot of laughter to be had in the episode. Yes. Uh, there's probably going to be a lot of editing of our combined laughter. So. For sure. Edit, edit. But, yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with Lena Kangas. See, Lena Kangas will be. I think she's Canadian. We'll have to ask her about that. Is she? I I love Canadian, so I I don't know. I've heard a rumor that she's Canadian. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but I guess we'll find out. She's like the Rush of comic book artists. Like you know, you love Rush. Everybody loves a one Rush song. There's at least one Rush song. Yeah, she's one of the hottest acts in the business, baby. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) So next week, Lena Kangas will be on the show. We'll we'll get to the bottom. Of if she's Canadian or not. So. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll be back. Thank you. Right. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.